Hey everyone, my name is Sambal Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon, and we are two new Cambridge City Counselors, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. We're here. We are. We're oh, s- sorry, my phone is on. <laughs> Your phone is on? It's never on. Really? There we go. Okay. Uh, this is probably, feels like the longest week. It's Thursday, though. We're almost there. Almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> so you you have some new shows. Oh, yeah. So I, because The Handmaid's Tale came out right yeah. and i've been watching that so we got hulu which allowed me to watch a couple of shows that people have been <laughs> suggesting so pen 15 so good have you seen it oh i recommended that to you oh so many people yeah. recommended it to me so pen 15 is about um it's about two girls who are in middle school and they're best 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 friends with each other um but it's two women in their like late 20s early 30s playing themselves <laughs> middle schoolers so they're like they're so much taller and so much older and then they play these like gawky versions of themselves and it's hilarious it's so good it's so good and then i've also been watching um shrill so funny which is the lindy west um ada bryant with ada bryant yeah um from snl hilarious i like highly recommend both both shows and they're both like quick like half hour shows it's so so you you bought hulu yeah i think i did just like a a 30-day free trial or something good to know good to know thank you caitlin ho for my (laughs) subscription you're like i have it 100 percent of the year my my brother's friends (laughs) (laughs) you've got your life together you really do you really if i lose that one you're i'm coming to you no you just just get a free month (laughs) don't tell them about um remember when i was like do you have an hbo go do you do you like i was begging you and then i was like oh i found one you're like never mind because she never never come back to me (laughs) she did not text cheap anyway watch those shows yeah and i have to say that pen 15 my 14 year old came and was like what are you watching and i was like pen 15 and he just started laughing do you know it took me like i don't know four or five episodes to realize what that actually was i feel you same here so dumb i know so he was like mom oh my god boys boys i know exactly all right um so monday night we We had had a council meeting it didn't go too late it did it did and then we went out after correct (laughs) so it was a long night so uh monday night i uh had a item that was reported on about trash cans in uh near ring and so our dpw replaced many of those trash bins with uh big belly bins and Which so those solar ones that are they the ones with the foot pedals because i don't like the ones where you have to pull it with your hands i think they're both okay i have to go i'm going the to foot go pedal out. ones are luxe so nice so nice i'm gonna go out there this weekend i was there yesterday i should have dro- drive by but to make sure all all things are in place but it quickly uh led to a discussion about the the pool on rinjab and so that pool closes mid-August due to lack of system-wide staffing of lifeguards after mid-August. And so these lifeguards are mostly college students and have to get back to school. And the hours are from about 11.15 to 6.45. And, you know, we had this big discussion about the fact that we have this pool. It's really not taken care of. It's oh, my a God, very, no. It's, and it's across from the Ridge Towers. I remember going to this pool. This was my pool. Uh, and it's over the years, the 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 environment around it has just deteriorated. A hundred percent. I mean, I've spent countless hours at that pool, and it is the bathhouse is disgusting. The grassy area is gross. Um, I shouldn't say gross. It's just not very well maintained for um, the DCR. It's not owned by Cambridge. It is owned by DCR. 
and they do all the, the maintenance and they take care of it and they staff it. And we actually have no say over any of it, which yeah. is really frustrating. Yeah. And so we had a discussion about how, if the city could buy it uh, and, and just what the city could do. And I know the city manager has been speaking to, speaking to DCR since January and they've just kind of said, we're, it's, it's, it is what it is. We, you know, we, we're doing the best we can, but that's it. Yeah, and I think we really w- w- just want two more weeks, right? Essentially, right. like just at the want at the baseline, it. we want two more weeks so that kids in the summertime on August fifteenth, they're not or August sixteenth, aren't like, why can't we go in that pool? It is so hot. Yeah, and the Belmont pool is open from ten to seven. Ten to seven, and it's open a little longer. Um, one of the questions I asked was, the King Open Gold Star Pool has been closed for four years because it's been under construction over on Cambridge Street. And the, one of the questions I asked was like, is that going to be a longer period of time? Is that a, I mean, if we can't do anything about DCR and the Magazine Beach Pool and the McCrean Pool, like, is this an opportunity for the the city to say, okay, well, we can't do anything about those, but for the last two weeks in August, this pool pools, will be yeah. open because we can staff it, we can maintain it. Um, and so they're getting us that information. Yeah. I'm already hot. Like, I already want to go in a pool. Yeah. And we need, I mean, this is like a strategy about climate resilience. It's exactly. just going to keep getting hotter. Right. Exactly. Uh, and we need to provide cooling spaces for folks. Yeah. So keep, stay stay tuned on that. That was a fun conversation. Um, one of the other things that we talked about uh, with the city manager and CDD reported back on, we had asked for um, Charlie cards to be available in municipal buildings, uh, much like they do in Boston, because if you don't have the plastic Charlie cards, they're actually really hard to get. Um, so CDD reported that they will be doing a pilot program of having Charlie cards um, at 344 Broadway, um, which is the City Hall Annex, on the third floor in the lobby of their um, their office, which to some of us felt like it was very remote. But there is a large amount of traffic there for people who are trying to access um, housing, affordable housing. So they're just going to do it there for a month, see how it works out, figure out the kinks, and then roll out to other places in Cambridge that could provide access to Charlie cards to make them more accessible. Um, so we had suggested the main library, uh, the Central Square Library, the um, the payment window at City Hall, um, and then the traffic and parking window and just trying to figure out some places across the city where people could access them. So look forward to that, um, hopefully rolling out early in the fall. Yeah, they said August 31st. Yeah, so sorry, I said the end of September. I meant the end of August. And then at the end of September, we will know exactly where they will go. Sorry, everybody. Um, and then another thing that came up um, at the meeting was a Formaggio Kitchen over on Huron Avenue. Um, as everyone knows, maybe everyone, I just <laughs> assume because I know everyone knows, every Saturday in the summertime they do an outside barbecue, which is delicious. And sometimes you get to see John Malkovich in line if you're super, super lucky. Um, but it has gotten to be pretty large. And so the GPW had asked Formaggio to move the barbecue from actually on the sidewalk outside of their location and into the loading zone. So they tried that for a few weeks to see how it would work. And it turns out that was better for pedestrian access. Um, So they put in a permit and they want to do the barbecue two days per weekend. So Saturday and Sunday. Um, And then the permit they put in was Saturday and Sunday through May of 2020. So it raised a few eyebrows um, at at city council and with some of the community members, um, especially people, residents who live in and around the area, around smoke and traffic. And um, there was some concerns about how close it is to the bike lane and to the bus lane. So um, 
we referred that actually because we were concerned that if we didn't sign off on the permit, then Formaggio wouldn't be able to. We're not meeting again until the end of July. So we referred it to the city manager with power um, to talk about some of these things and some issues because the owner of Formaggio came and said, I'm willing to talk to all of the community members to figure out a solution that works for everyone. So we just kind of gave it to the city manager um, and the expedience of time. Yeah, it was great that he came in. I mean, he, we want to find a I mean, they're solution. such great neighbors, right, and right. it's such a, it's, I mean, I'm telling you that barbecue is so, so good. good. It's I've been. so good. Um, but like I said, I don't, I don't live in and around the area, and I don't deal with, um, well, I mean. The concerns, the right? The concerns. Yeah. I mean, I go because of the food and to possibly see John Malkovich. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so, and in, in we also are other, um, one of our favorite places Almendorf Bakery. You love their cookies. Oh my God, the best cookies ever. They're so good. They're so good. And sometimes I go in and they're they're sold out and I just, I get a little emotional. Depressed. Yeah. yeah. So they applied for and were granted permission to put out some tables and chairs in front of their location on Cambridge Street in uh, East Cambridge. So keep an eye on that. My friend Teddy from high school, uh, Cambridge Angela, and, uh, and his wife own the shop. So yeah. And I actually stopped in and got a sandwich the other day. And it was delicious. We, we both got sandwich yes, there. Yes, and they're really good. They're so good. So they don't just have cookies. And yeah, so go on the weekends, work at their coffee shop. And sit outside. It's yeah. so nice out. Um, so one of the policy orders, there's a couple of policy orders that were in on Monday night to increase transportation access to the Cambridge Highlands neighborhood, which is out past the Rotary, past Trader Joe's on Concord Avenue. So Vice Mayor Devereaux asked for a blue bike station to be placed at Rafferty Park which, by the way, I had never seen until recently. It's like a hidden gem. Very hidden. It's behind the Sancta Maria and behind the Fayerweather Street School. Um, and then the mayor and I asked for increased MBTA service, uh, bus service along Concord Avenue. So that area is becoming more densely populated with some of the housing projects that have recently been completed and some that are underway, like the HRI location, which will be 98 units of affordable housing, is going to be coming online. And it's, there's just not connectivity to that neighborhood with um, blue bikes and with the bus. And I think traffic at that rotary is just so terrible. Um, just increasing any any kind of connectivity to that neighborhood would be critical. Yeah, I'm glad they're, we're working on getting a blue bike. Rafferty Park, though, man, I was like, yeah, I co-sponsored that with Vice Mayor. Oh, you did, yeah. So we was like, thank you for alerting me about this park. (laughs) I know it's really nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, and then you had something in about the store, the storefront vacancy. Yes, yes. So we've been talking about storefront vacancies for a while, and so according to the Cambridge Community Development Department's April of 2019 Cambridge ground floor vacancy database. A total of nine storefronts citywide are listed as having remained vacant for four plus years uh, and five for two plus years, with Harvard Square containing the greatest number of total vacancies mm-hmm. at 17. Goodness. 17. I keep getting texts from friends who are visiting. They're like, what happened to Harvard Square? I know. Uh, so this order specifically will be uh, asking the city manager and CDD assessor's office and the city solicitor's office uh, to to work together to develop a vacant storefront registry registration policy. Uh, and we had made some, the CDD had made some recommendations about what this language could look like at one of the uh, meetings that I had chaired uh, of the Economic Development Committee, and such as requiring a requirement that any ground floor retail property vacant for a period of 
two years register with the city rega- regardless of whether the storefront has been uh, intermittently activated and possible, a- possible avenues for incentivizing or otherwise enforcing compliance with such a requirement. And so we, I also put in the order, which you co-sponsored, uh, to, to work with the s- small business community throughout the process. There's a presentation actually on Tuesday morning. Oh, at the ECBA e- meeting? ECB. So mm-hmm. just to get input and, and talk about this uh, moving forward because there are some vacancies in parts of town that, th- you know, they there's a lot of reasons, you know, that you can be forced displacement of small business owners due to inability to sustain, you know, unaffordable rents. There's landlords' decision to hold out for a higher paying tenant or simply it's lack of investment or neglect on part of property owners. Yeah, and that's the one of the last things that you mentioned around um, property owners holding out for higher rents. Um, I think it's going to be a big cannabis thing. Yeah. I think that we're already seeing that some landlords are hoping for a much higher per square foot uh, rental, mm-hmm. and so they're holding out for cannabis. And I think um, <laughs> it's going to get dicey. It is going to get dicey. <laughs> so stay tuned on that and uh, what it could, what you know, it could look like today. But I'm I'm excited to, to work on it. Yeah, and then. I had my arts task force final meeting. Yeah, congratulations. So thank you. Um, So we will, like I said, have a report back. But if you're interested in seeing some of the preliminary stuff, it's online um, in our meeting minutes, and it will be under the Mayor's Arts Task Force website. Um, So you can take a look. And you had you had one on there too. Yeah, yeah. My task force is wrapping up, uh, but we're still continuing through the summer, and then we'll have a final report that will be out in September. But we, just like your task force has done, put out some recommendations uh, that will, you know, it's they're in, in anticipation of the final comprehensive report. And we've asked for funding to Cambridge and Summer World Legal Services, to De, De Novo Center for Justice and Healing, Transition House. And our task force education group has been developing a plan for a series of tenant workshops and working with the Alliance of Cambridge Tenants. And so we, we we really did some due diligence and worked with community members to identify some present gaps uh, and made those recommendations. There's a lot more to come, but we wanted to get this in front of the city manager. And I've spoken to the manager about this a few times. Uh, and there'll be, you know, it's exciting. I think it it is one of those things where it keeps coming up. We, we should be preventing people from being displaced. From being displaced and mm-hmm. or at, at least letting them know their options of when it when it happens right um to prevent displacement and and how can we stabilize tenancies mm-hmm. and so i actually yesterday too met with rep rogers and a few uh, other advocates on the right to counsel bill oh good and the eviction ceiling bill uh that's going to be, be big yeah it's going to be huge it's going to be heard in early july oh wow so okay. july, july 16th so you should get a Cambridge panel out there. We're trying to organize around the right at right to counsel and eviction ceiling. I'm working with a family right now um, who's currently homeless that um, they do have an eviction on their record, yeah. a housing judgment against them. And um, having that record sealed is going to be critical because every single time she's gotten close to getting an apartment, um, they've run a quarry and they've run a check and, right. and there it is. And they're like, sorry, um, you know, we, it's just, that's the rules. That's the criteria. Um, yeah. so it's just, I think for a lot of people, it's really going to open up not only, um, 
not only apartments, but also jobs, right? Exactly. Because like, it's under jo- exactly. their jobs when people look up. So anyways, okay, so thank you for doing that. And I have to say, one of the things that came up with our, with my arts task force is this idea that we should be strengthening and supporting existing organizations. And so I love, the thing that I loved about what you guys have put together is it's really looking at who is doing this critical work in the community and how do we as a city strengthen and support them so they can right. continue instead of being like, here's this new thing that we could right. fund. So I really, I was impressed by that a hundred percent. I was really excited to be supporting that. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and then last, the Denny Park, right? Oh yeah. Um, so the vice mayor and I put in, um, a policy order. I was on that too. Oh, you were on that too. Yeah. We all, all the dog lovers on the council. (laughs) Um, so Danny, he dog park is pretty sad. Sad. I mean, it's like nice that we have a place for people to go, but it's sad. It's really sad. And, um, so the vice mayor had, um, tweeted i think a city lab article around how to do a a a really nice really interactive dog park and um it just kind of showed like (laughs) the major discrepancy between what we have and what what could be there so it was a an ask of the city manager um and his team to to look at like what can we do there to kind of not only make it more interactive for dogs and owners, but also there's some safety concerns around Danahee Park right now since there was a murder, which is still unsolved. It's yeah. so crazy. Um, so, you know, just kind of looking at the safety concerns and also the, the interactivity for dogs and their owners. Yeah, she did a lot of research. That was pretty Well, fun. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, yeah, it's kind yeah. of, that's kind of her brand. Yeah, it was great <laughs> to read all the articles. So the biggest topic of conversation and which attracted the largest amount of public ha- comments was an amendment about cannabis that uh, I and Councillor Zondervan uh, had put through. Uh, we titled the amendment, Establishing the Equitable Regulation of the Cannabis Industry in the City of Cambridge. So we had proposed that for the first two years from the effective, effective date, the city shall issue a cannabis business permit to operate a cannabis retail store only to priority applicants who are an economic empowerment applicant. Uh, so this has caused some stir. We have a meeting. A stir? A stir. That's a, a, lot that's of, like a that's kind way kind to say. It was a ruckus a, a is ruckus, what I would say. A ruckus. It's, it's a lot of... Um, it's good trouble. It's good trouble. Yep. You know, I think... It's the right trouble. You know, we've heard from Commissioner Chilene Title, mm-hmm. who's been at the forefront of equity and promoting equity in our industry. And it's a choice. Mm-hmm. And I'm, there's a lot of hard work. We'll, be, we'll share more about this uh, as it comes to because we, we can't deliberate too much about it because we have a meeting tonight uh, you say tonight but it's like in two hours oh my god it's like 3 30 it's going to go long. oh i know so i said it's 3 30 to midnight <laughs> <laughs> my family was like will you, will you see you for dinner i'm like is dinner mm. at midnight i don't know you should order a pizza <gasps> oh my god <laughs> just like jeff spicoli style <laughs> fast times are my high <laughs> Mr. Hand. Sorry. I think we should. We, I'm gonna. Um, yeah, so shout out to Commissioner Shailene Title, And also, um, I would say shout out to Boston City Councilor Tim, Kim Janey. For sure. Um, who I called this week and had a very long conversation with. So she talked me through what Boston is proposing in their equity ordinance. And I have to say our sisters in service um, all, all around the state um, but especially in Boston, are amazing partners. And it's so great to have a network network of thoughtful women who are willing to kind of drop everything and talk about policy. I mean, I'm sure she was in, a mil- in the mid- middle of a million things, and she jumped right on the phone. 
um, to really talk about how critical for her the equity in this emerging um, industry. industry really is and how we we need to have equity at the forefront. Otherwise, I'm not sure uh, why we're even here. So, so stay anyways, tuned on that. Stay tuned on that. And as a side note to all of our council, uh, the council or stuff we just talked about, I'm trying a new thing where I publish a wrap-up of the council meeting and the votes with a little bit of a narrative on the items that were discussed. So I posted them on Facebook yesterday. So check them out. Let me know what you think. I think sometimes what we do is a little bit mysterious and hard to access. So I'm trying to give residents a quick, easy way to see what was discussed and whether or not they were passed with just a little narrative. Um, I have heard some comments that people are like, oh, I had no idea that you guys discussed so many different things at a meeting. I'm like, what's a charter right? <laughs> yeah. And what's a charter right? So it's... um so. Check it out. Let me know what you think. If you have questions, if you have ways. I'm not married to this format. Um, just trying something. My only feedback was, it's so tiny. I wish I we know. could blow it up. Like I, my eyes, I was like, what does this red say? But that, that's, I know. there's a way to make these. It's hard because it's already so long. It's already so long. So like, it's just, it, it's just like Thank one of those things. Thank you for that feedback. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate I, it. I, you know how we have to blow up. I want. I always blow up stuff to like eighteen point. <laughs> I can read your phone from here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So on Tuesday, I chaired a housing committee hearing uh, with the Cambridge Development Department uh, about updating the preferences for the inclusionary zoning program in an effort to better address the large need um, that we have here with the limited supply of homes. And so the current preferences are residency, households with children with a stronger preference for families with children under six and then emergency needs. So the major modifications that were proposed were in the emergency need area. And so in cases of evictions, we've, we're now considering changing where we consider what we consider someone evicted. And so along the process from a judge (coughs) issuing a court issued eviction to when the eviction court action process commences to give people enough time before a court order a court order is issued which usually has a notice to vacate date yeah so that's i mean i appreciate them moving it like closer to where like where we typically see people but it's still very scary oh yeah so i was saying at the meeting and i'm sure you know thank you for backing me up but we typically see people when they call us and they're like um we don't have a lease or Section Eight, like tenant, Section Eight voucher holder. Our um, building was sold yesterday, and we got a notice on our door that says that we need to leave in sixty days. Um, so at that point, you know, you're trying to chase down an LLC, somebody who just has a PO box, and trying to get more time. But having them do a court ordered eviction, there's a final date there, and then it's, it just it. It heightens the anxiety around, um, you know, the people who are who are looking for housing, and it's not a short process <laughs> to find housing for for folks. I mean, I I don't know if people think that if we have an emer- if you have a family who has an emergency need, what's the quickest you've been able to place them into a into a into a unit? Oh my god, it can take. I mean. A mo- two months, three months. It, I mean that. I mean it's like minimum. Minimum, right? So I'm like. I, for somebody who needs a three bedroom, oh, it's yeah. nine to twelve months. So, I, while I appreciate you know moving it closer, and I understand that there's many reasons why they can't make somebody an emergency need without some kind of housing process being uh, housing court Commence, process. Yeah, uh, and that that was really it's a huge huge uh, gap. It's a huge gap, and um, so I hope that we're gonna 
there's going to be some mm-hmm. work done on that. Another change that was um, considered was adding domestic violence as an emergency need, which is something that I advocated for when I was running um, last term. And lastly, they suggested removing the overcrowding criteria, um, which uh, I guess does it's that you know they're tr- trying to rejigger this thing so that like you know you got to take something out to put something in so if you take out um overcrowding and you can put in domestic violence it's just, <laughs> yeah it's we all had this feeling of like this doesn't feel none of this feels great to take somebody a, a category of emergency need and replace it with a different category of emergency need but you know we are <laughs> it's a scarcity it's a issue. scarcity issue and we you know counselors Andervan asked us not to think of it as as in the scarcity mindset and i think we all kind of were like we have to because it is a scarcity, so right. we have to make these decisions, and it just doesn't feel great. Um, so CC- CDD also suggested a policy for emergency needs applicants only if they see – so if they see one unit and they reject it, they lose their emergency status. And so for non-emergency applicants and previously for emergency applicants, it was – you could see three different units and reject um, the first and second, and, and if you didn't take the third, then you would lose your emergency status. And there was pretty general consensus from the council that that's not going to be appropriate for a lot of different reasons. Um, yeah. One of them was, I was saying, and not that you can account for every single person, but it, I, have a, I have a family right now that it's in a smoking building and their child has asthma. And so they're having terrible health issues. And so if she, you know, if somebody walked into that situation and knew that their child had asthma, they should be able to reject it. Just because you're in an emergency situation doesn't mean that you should have to take the first thing, even if it isn't healthy for your family. Yeah, it should f- comport with what we do. Correct. Correct. So what are the next steps in taking this out into the community? So we we'll, uh, we have a follow-up meeting scheduled with uh, CDD to talk about a timeline because what came up was there should be some focus groups. We right. should be some hearing from, yep. you know, not only... We should be hearing from Transition House, right? We should be right. hearing from... The Cambridge and Somerville Legal Services are service providers who directly who work do with do it every single day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so uh, we'll be setting that up. I think, um, you know, we have the summer meeting and then we don't meet until September 10th. And so we'll probably do some of this work over the summer and then it, they'll come back to the council with some more information, including information that we, we also talked about, which was trying to get a sense of how some criteria for documenting residency oh uh, yes yeah. right because so, lots of people go for an inclusionary mm-hmm. unit and they live in cambridge but they are like they're renting somebody's room in somebody's house they don't have a utility bill they don't have a lease and so how do they prove they're yeah. actually a resident so we'd like to expand that and so we the city staff is still considering how best to do that and they will are coming up with a matrix so there's some information we still need i think it was helpful to give them i wanted to get this in front of us now yeah because we've we haven't been able to to meet on this issue uh, f- because we've been concentrated on the over- overlay, which is important, but this is also just as important. Uh, and so yeah. we, we, you know, I had pushed to get this meeting on the books. And so I'm Thank glad we were able it. to do that. And so, especially since like I was saying last week, it, it's it been nice to have these 18 months to right. actually have some real data and real exactly. families so that I can make actual recommendations. And it's complex policy. But that's our role, and we, you know we have to grapple with it and come right. up with make hard uh, choices. Make hard choices. So mm-hmm. that that was a good meeting, and so we'll stay stay tuned on that. And then that night, I went to uh, a first generation uh, event that was hosted by 
the mayor celebrating recent uh, first-generation college students. So great. I didn't even know that was happening. Really? No. <laughs> Gosh, there's so many events. There's so many things, and I felt really bad because I had made plans and like saw everybody there, and people were there with cake, and it looked like such a fun event, and I was like, I have to go. But yeah. anyways, thank you for being there. It was uh, hosted by the also the College of Office Success. Um College success and office success. office success. The College of Office Success. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Office of College Success. And it was so amazing to see these young people from Cambridge who, if you're first generation, you go through a lot. So it was like a graduation for the first generation. It was just certificates and oh, like cute. there was a speech from from this young man who, he, he graduated from Ringe with like a, one point, a GPA of 1.0. He is now a Fulbright scholar. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Fulbright scholar. He That's where did he go to college? <laughs> he went to uh, Loyola Marymount in uh, LA and he showed up there with like no scholarship and then he had them retroactively after the first semester of getting like straight A's give him a full what? ride. What? Yeah. And it was the That's you know, an amazing story. It's an amazing story. These mentors from our community, Beth Sullivan and others who have just mentored these 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 young people uh so from here they mentored this young man yeah in la yeah and now he's a fulbright scholar he's a fulbright and uh, yeah yeah holy he, crap he was it was a great speech and so i got to meet some of the i recognized some folks too and it, you know being first generation myself it is you, know, you 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 go through a lot of challenges and you often feel like do i belong here right, right. and uh it's these these students have really come a long way so i'm so glad we have a, a a community that supports these students and you know funds coaches uh, to support them you know you can get to college great but like can you make it through college that's a huge huge issue we're seeing well yeah especially i mean with this example having a 1.0 right i mean right right where did we fail this kid yeah yeah i was i, I was like oh my god i want to get coffee with this kid you know he's just what's he uh, doing now I think he's, I mean, he's, uh, he so just graduated. So I know. He just so graduated. you want to knock on doors this summer for <laughs> <I know. laughs> Come join us. But yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's going to, I can't, couldn't catch where he's doing this Fulbright. But uh, yeah, it was an amazing event. And I hope we continue that tradition of, uh, and it was more people of color in that chamber than I've ever seen before. Well, that was the thing. I was like leaving and there was all these cool looking people, like cool people, like young people yeah. and like families that looked really happy. And I saw Nancy Tauber and Emily Singer from the yeah. College of, uh, I don't have a student too, <laughs> yeah. the Office of College, just like coming with these huge congratulations cakes. It was like a party. The cake was, was like, it was just a party. It was, was so like, fun. Oh, bye. Yeah. And I, I had forgotten about it and then I realized, oh, it, it's tonight. And so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm definitely staying. And a lot of folks there were from the Cambridge Learning community. Oh, right. Okay. Adult learners and so forth who, you know, have recently uh, graduated from Bunker Hill. Uh, it was it, it, it was awesome. So I hope we keep, I, I think we'll keep doing that. Well, I was literally running out of a transportation and public yes. utilities committee yes. hearing How with Eversource. That? It was m possibly the worst meeting I've ever gone to. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't even know if I can talk about it. It was yeah. so crazy. So first of all, we didn't have it in the council chambers. We had it in the Ackerman room, which is like 5,000 degrees. Oh my God. And then there was probably 
50 people wow. like packed in and these like everyone was like and so it just it, and then because we weren't in the chamber no one was following robert's rules so it was just like mayhem um and everyone was mad at eversource i mean it was like it wasn't a great meeting mm. but essentially eversource pretty much said that the, the tower on fulkerson street is going to be like over 100 feet tall wow so they're looking for alternate locations um they are meeting with the developers, a group of developers here in Cambridge um, on July 9th to talk about different locations and possible alternatives. Um, but wow, it was it was kind of crazy. Um, apparently, DPW and the city manager have suggested that they look at that Porktop Park, which is on Binney Street, like kind of across from the Met Pipes. Oh, yeah. Like next to Amgen. There's... There was a strong sense from the council members who are on the committee that that is not an appropriate site either um, for, I guess, for open space reasons. And there's a big tree there and it was part of a different um, special permit process. And um, so and then also um, Owen Reardon, the commissioner of DPW, was saying that it, the site is actually has a bunch of other utilities underneath it so it would just not be an easy way it just it didn't seem like a great alternative um for many reasons but anyways it was uh, the one thing that i will say i'm probably gonna get in trouble for this but i'm gonna say it anyway so it was like four eversource guys sitting at the table doing most of the talking until like they didn't know something and then one of them was like oh well i'm gonna ask my lovely colleague to stand up and and talk about that thing so, of course, it was a woman, and she had to go stand in a corner to, like, they didn't let her sit at the table. So she had to stand. So this happened, mm, like, probably more than 12 times where she had to, like, get up, Ugh. walk across the room, tell everybody the answer to the thing. Not one of those guys got up from the table and said, you know what, why don't, why don't you sit here? And it was, like, not great. Anyway, they're canceled. Oh. <laughs> they're all canceled. So that was that was that was that. I, I don't even know if I can talk about that anymore. Okay. So yesterday, <laughs> thanks for going. Yeah, we had an ordinance meeting, um, ordinance committee meeting about self storage and a proposed rezoning or self storage overlay on New Street, which is um, like back behind Whole Foods and by the Rotary, um, by uh, the Sozio. Um, so we talked about this a little bit last summer so this is where evolve fitness is it's right next to danny Hay park um so the ordinance committee heard this petition last august and the evolve community was pretty upset that their gym was leaning leaving as well as the planning board had concerns about um the fact that this was spot zoning and the massing of the building um so the petitioners withdrew, withdrew the petition last august when it was clear that the ordinance committee was not going to pass it and they reworked the petition so now it contains 15 units of affordable housing in a partnership with Justice Start. They're also um, proposing most of the same community benefits that they did last time in addition to the affordable housing. So there's they're proposing a bike path from New Street along Danahee Park to connect to another bike path, um, storage for recreational sports at Danahee, storage for families in transition, and they've committed to be a net zero building with the largest solar array in the city. So this was kind of a tough meeting too i think you and i both struggled with with this um because the amount of affordable housing is significant right 15 units um and it can be built pretty quickly so just to start was there yesterday and we asked him them to 
to talk about whether or not they could let's just say we we pass on this and then they could purchase that piece of property um could they build something on it and the answer was kind of it, unlikely unlikely um, but maybe <laughs> but maybe but it would take a really long time so so that was 100% affordable and then under the affordable housing overlay it could be purchased and and built but it would also be difficult take a long time and then <clears throat> if it was market rate units with the inclusionary then it would have to be 75 units of affordable or of, of housing to get the 15 so anyway <clears throat> sorry we both really struggled with this yeah, and I think when you look at what they're asking, it is a, right now the FAR, the four area ratio there is one point, I think it's 1.5 or something. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, more than double right. what they're asking. And so it's this, pretty big. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a huge, huge. Um, but it's building. light use. It is light use, low traffic. Right. So there's, it would be net zero. There are all these, you know, you can, we kept going back and forth, you know, right. and I think for many of us, it is, the housing is very compelling because we were just there on Tuesday. Talking about the at scarcity the of it. Right. Yeah. And so 15 units, that's, and many and of quickly. which, and many of which are three bedrooms, right? And right. so. Two and three. Yeah. And so that is what the city does need. But, it, you know, the planning board did say if we don't have self-storage listed in our, our, in, table our, of in, our in our zoning, yeah. right? And so is it, it does reek of spot zoning. Right. Uh, and so for, for us, it's like, what is the public purpose in these types of upzonings? And there is public purpose here. Uh, is it, is it, there's a question of, are we going to, what, what justifies it? So we're constantly in this zone. So we've. Uh, we passed to the city council with no recommendation for the summer uh, meeting, and we've asked uh, some for for some more specific information on the housing from Desa Start. Yeah, because I think some of us, um, when we had heard that there was going to be twenty thousand square feet of affordable housing, I just thought it was going to be a give me, like right. a here Justice Start, here is this, and it turns out that there is money that Justice Start will be putting in yeah and so i think we need to have a clear understanding of what that is uh, before we make a decision and pass it along to the the full council so um that'll come up in the summer meeting um so and then that was that was yesterday <laughs> and then today 457 days later this week <laughs> it is thursday um and so tonight or today we have the the ordinance committee hearing at 3 30 about cannabis which is at city hall and sullivan chamber and then tonight biomed realty is having an arts and culture open house at 650 kendall street from 6 to 8 p.m about the art space that they've committed to building in the building they are planning on first street that was previously slated to be the constellation arts center so biomed realty has been coming to all the arts task force meetings and they've been meeting with lots of people arts community people um, to get the lay of the land and now they're having this open house to really talk about what the future of that site is going to be so if you're interested in the arts you live in the neighborhood just care about stuff they're probably going to be free food um, definitely stop by so 650 Kendall Street from 6 to 8 p.m. Thursday the what's today it's tonight uh, the 27th 27th okay we will probably be still in our meeting, but if not, I was planning to go for a little bit. Definitely, but I definitely think Don't we're going to we still will. be in our meeting yes. because from the emails that I have seen, people are coming in force. They sure are. Some of them are going to be wearing t-shirts. Yes, they are. So, but you guys should check it out. And tomorrow, if you're free, uh, there's a city dance party. The annual party. It's from 7 to 11 p.m. It's fun. It's fun. If you have never been before, um, it's really fun. I would say I 
go early if you're like me and you can't deal with crowds because in the beginning from like before it gets dark it's like families and like people and it's like fun music it's like not like clubby kind of music yeah um so i usually leave her at like 8 30. i didn't go last year because of my ankle oh let's talk about that (laughs) for a long time Let's talk about but your maybe, ankle. <laughs> maybe I'll go. Are I'm, you are you gonna stop by? I'm gonna stop by. I'm gonna see if Toby will go with me. Yeah. Dance off? Uh you've <laughs> seen me dance. She's I'm actually really, a good dancer. Yeah. I'm a yeah, I don't really I'm dance. So, I'm surprisingly good dancer. <laughs> now that I've just like blown it. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So that's tomorrow night. And then next Tuesday night. Oh wait. This just in. July first, the MBTA is proposing a a uh, fair increase fair increase and city councilor michelle Wu and mayor mcgovern are well, michelle Wu is, is coordinating this larger um protest of the fair hike this cambridge city council is also organizing with michelle um to be at the red line on uh, monday morning from eight to nine and monday afternoon from five to six to protest the rate hikes and give out literature and talk with residents and um mbta riders about how they can organize to protest these un- unfair rate hikes um michelle Wu has been out front on she this sure has. and so she's having an organizing meeting um on sunday at 1 p.m that um the it's circulating i'll definitely tweet i I tweeted it this morning, um, so we will be heading over there to get our calls to action. But if you want to come with us and um, do the protest, we will be out. Uh, there should be a city councilor at every uh, red line station um, Monday morning from 8 to 9 and in the afternoon from 5 to 6. So come and join us. Talk to people. I, I think the louder we are, the better, mm-hmm. the better it will be. So that just in. Okay. And then next Tuesday... It's going to be our first ordinance committee hearing on the over the affordable housing overlay, um, and it will be at City Hall in the Sullivan Chamber at. It's going to be at five thirty on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It'll probably go long. Uh, I hope um, somebody brings me an air conditioner. Definitely, yeah. And then we the planning board. It was heard at the planning board on Tuesday, oh, right. mm-hmm. and that meeting went very last uh, midnight. midnight. Mm-hmm. I will be watching the video. I, there is one because I heard there wasn't. Oh, you did. There was a, there was no live. stream. It was stream. not live streamed. Yeah, okay. I heard there was a video. A video. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to watch. I that. got the lowdown from about 175 people. Yeah, yeah, I know what happened, but you know, it's always good to. I know. Watch, even though it takes five hours. So long. But uh, so stay tuned on that. There will probably be more meetings coming up, uh, and then we don't meet until July 29th again. But we will be here. Yeah, we'll be here. You guys, keep you guys can, posted. You guys can call us, tweet at us. Do whatever. Email us. But definitely come to the city dance party and find yeah. us. Find us. Say yeah, hello. say hi. Say hi. Um, okay, so we, we're we just going to go, because now we have to go talk about cannabis for like for 457 hours. days. So pray for us. Send us a pizza. Please. Actually, or some Almendorf cookies. Like oh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever you, you want. want. It's yeah, totally yeah, fine. Yeah. Anything would be appreciated. But thanks for tuning in. I hope you found this helpful. Share it with your friends. Have a fantastic week, and we will talk to you soon. Soon. Bye.